Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Today, we're delving into a topic that touches lives in profound ways. Cancer, as we know, is more than a health issue. It's a life-altering event that ripples through every aspect of a person's existence, including the workspace. Today, we're going to explore how we can foster an environment that not only acknowledges the challenges faced by individuals dealing with cancer, but also understands the vital role employers, colleagues, family, and friends play in navigating those difficult journeys. My guest today is a true warrior, Deb Creer, Chief Advocate of Trying Not to Die. Live, is a coalition builder and a force reshaping the playbook on how to live with cancer. Deb is not just rewriting the rules, she's living them. Deb, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, Deb, good to have you here. A name says a lot, and Trying Not to Die. Live is very impactful. So why did you start it and what is the mission behind it all? Well, first of all, thank you so much for, for having me on and um, talking about this important subject. So the trying not to die part comes from the fact that when we have something catastrophic that's going on, cancer, you know, anything along those lines, we get so focused on trying to not die that we forget that we have to live. And you know whether that's five minutes, five hours, 50 years, you know we forget that we really do need to live no matter what. And so we actually did make live into an acronym. Um, and, and it's funny because you know I am a marketing person. And so I was trying to do the, um, you know, the, the marketing thing, which is where you know, we have .com, right? Because we're all used to that and somebody had it. Uh, somebody already owned it and it was just fate that uh, the dot live was available. And so uh, we have that. So it is, you know, trying not to die dot live because that's what we have to do every day. Uh, I think that's great. And you're not just an advocate, you're a warrior because I follow you every day on Facebook. Of course, you're a, uh, one of our leaders in the C-suite network as a podcaster, but you're reshaping the playbook on living with cancer. What inspired you to take this on? Well, you know, so I was first diagnosed in 2015, was diagnosed at stage zero breast cancer, which meant easy to treat. And then over the course of a couple months, we discovered, oh, it was actually stage four. Um, and so that means I will be dealing with it forever. I've had two other cancer diagnoses in between there. So, you know, I'm, I'm a three-time charm, right? But one of the things that convinced me was actually one of our other C-suite leaders, um, Kathleen Caldwell was talking to me about, and, and I am in a mastermind group that, that she does. And she told me, she said, you know, you didn't go through everything you went through without using it to help others. And I didn't want to be cancer girl, right? But I did know that if I could help other people deal with this situation, that that was what I needed to do. And so we launched a little over a year ago um, with trying not to die.live. And yeah, it's just, it's our way to be able to give back and help others. 
which I think is important because not everybody knows what to say to someone with cancer, right? Mm -hmm. Or how to work with them and the Mm -hmm. ways to work with Mm -hmm. them. Now you use the acronym L-I-V-E. Can you Mm -hmm. share with us what it stands for and how it's becoming a guiding philosophy for those facing the challenges of cancer? So the L is to lead your tribe. And you mentioned that I'm a warrior. We talk about, you know, our cancer, uh, you know, we're, I don't like the word survivor because we're all survivors, right? But we're warriors, but we have to have our tribe. We absolutely have to have the people around us. And so L is for lead your tribe, whether it's family, physicians, but you're the one in charge, right? So then I is invigorate. We're going to invigorate our souls, putting ourselves first as if it really is our life on the line, then we're going to voice our feelings across a bridge of honesty for only the truth is what is actionable. You know, we get very used to not telling people how what's going on. How are you doing today? Fine. And we Mm -hmm. might not be. So it's about voicing our feelings. And then definitely the E is for elevate our mindset because we know that no matter what, we will be fine with whatever the results are. You know, elevate your mindset. Is it hard to do that? I, you know, I've not experienced this firsthand, thank goodness. You know, and I say that because you look at someone like yourself who's gone through it a couple of different times, a number of different times, and I see your posts, you know, and I see you're sitting in a chair doing the treatments, doing the stuff, and you you take it on with unbelievable enthusiasm as much as you can, because I think that's what you have to. But, you know, how, how do you do that every day? You know, it is, there are days where it's difficult, you know, and and I do have to say, you are a member of my tribe and it always does my heart good anytime somebody responds on my posts. But, you know, I notice, I notice when you respond, but we do have to try to put ourselves in a positive mindset. We're not always going to be there. You know, I'm not Pollyanna. We know that things are, you know, not always going to be good, but it is about getting out of those pity parties and going on. Um, you know, and, and not ignoring things, because I think that's one thing that's, that's very important is we do have to understand what's going on, but it is about how do we go through this with as positive a mindset as possible. And it's not just about that. I mean, there's all other things of aspects of life Mm -hmm. and business, which I want to get into a little bit about how do you balance all that? You know, I mentioned you're rewriting the playbook on how to live with cancer. What are Mm -hmm. some of the key elements that you feel should be in this new playbook and how can individuals facing cancer benefit from it? One of the things is, is what I just mentioned. You know, we need to stop saying I'm fine. You know, anybody asks us, how are you doing today? And our automatic response, no matter what, you know, is I'm fine. Now we could be ready to die or we could be ready to run a marathon or anything in between, but we've got to stop saying I'm fine. You know, it's, it is perfectly acceptable to say today is a wonderful day or today I'm not quite doing as well, Uh, you know, and, and just kind of go with all of that. And as I said, we need to be honest, but one of the other things is we need to know when and how to ask for help. We do tend to think that we're going through this kind of on our own. And yeah, in some way we are, right? We're the only ones that this is directly happening to. But we need to honor the people around us who offer to help and let them help. Um, you know, and and but it's it's hard because we we do we want to isolate ourselves. We don't want to admit we're not fine. We don't want to admit that we need help whether that's personal or professional. It's just kind of one of those things that we have got to start letting people 
be a part of this journey with us. You know, and I love that. You don't have to just say I'm fine. I know I sat with my mother. She went through leukemia uh, for months on end, and we thought we had it licked a couple of times, didn't have that lick. But, you know, I had a friend of mine who suffers from depression, Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to compare the two by any way, shape, or form, but he always says people come up to him and say, you know, you should go for a walk. And finally, he was a fairly well-known broadcaster in Canada. And he finally put out a book that said, fuck the walk. Right. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I hate to use language like that, but sometimes we have to say, hey, I'm not feeling that great. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of cranky and, mm-hmm. and that's okay to do, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And and let us be cranky. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the other thing. And, and our caregivers are that way too. You know, we tend to forget that they're going through this um, and maybe they're not our caregivers. Maybe they're just our friends or our business associates. This is affecting them. And so everybody kind of needs to remember that and give everybody a little bit of grace. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Speaking of grace, because I need to go out to a few advertisers. I want to come back and we're going to be talking with Deb Creer, trying not to die, dot live. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back and we're live right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. I'm talking to Deb Creer and of course she's leading an entire movement, coalition all around trying not to die dot live. And I want you to be able to listen to her enthusiasm as she's doing her best to pull people together and going through a really hard time. And I've heard you say that you're a coalition builder. You know, Mm -hmm. building coalitions is no small feat. I've done that in politics. Mm -hmm. I've done that business. How do you go about bringing together all of these groups that are out there that are fighting cancer in so many different ways or trying to aid people who have cancer and individuals to create a united front, you know, in the fight against cancer? What tips do you have on effective coalition building? You know, you do have to focus and figure out what are the areas that that you want to really deal with? Because as you said, there's so many. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know if uh, what the count is if you you know typed cancer into Google, but it would be gazillions, right? Um, and there's so many organizations, but it is important to to kind of sort through and go, okay, this one is good. This one is you know uh, something that that can be supportive. I think we also, you know, we we have support groups and things like that, but this is different because it is about how can we help others go through this and how can we help the medical people who are dealing with this go through it. Um, I love it. They call it patient-centered care. And I say, no, I'm a marketing person. It's called customer service and y'all kind of suck at it. Um, <laughs> you know, and and that's you know, somewhat by necessity, right? Because there's only so much empathy they could have or they could not survive, but they also need to remember that we are patients or I'm sorry, we are people, not patients. We have names. We're not the diagnosis in room four. I've been mm-hmm. called that before. Hey, the thyroid cancer in room four. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Uh-uh. Um, you know, and, but it, it's about figuring out who is going to support you the most. And as happens in many coalitions, sometimes it's figuring out this person or this organization is not somebody that we want to be associated with. Um, you know, and, and I think that's very important to do because we, we have to focus on how we're going to best be served and serve others. And sometimes we just don't need some of those people or organizations as, as part of the effort. You know, I love the fact that you don't let the diagnosis define you, but it does define you, meaning you're, mm-hmm. you're going to that 
caregiver, you know, that professional and saying, Hey, I'm not the thyroid, mm -hmm. you know, cancer patient in, in room four, you know, I'm Deb, Hey, mm -hmm. pay attention to me. And there's so much behind you. I, even though I see the, uh, your little stuffed beagles behind you, I know there's so much that, that you love about that too. Mm -hmm. how, do, how do you do that? How do you keep going back? Do you just keep drawing back attention to yourself and saying, Hey, look mm -hmm. at me. I'm Deb. I'm Deb. It is very much, uh, you, you, you need to be the person in charge and, right. We do tend to defer to our medical folks, um, you know, because they are the more knowledgeable things like that. But we need to to always be in charge. One of the you know, I've been going to the same oncologist for eight years, love her dearly. And there's a sign in every one of the exam rooms. Do not leave this room if you haven't gotten your questions answered. Mm. And I think that's so important because we do, you know, we, we think, well, no, they're busy. We need to know, you know, you're the people you are in charge. You need to be your own advocate. And if you're not able to be for whatever reason, then you need someone else with yeah. you, whether it's a spouse, yeah. a friend, whoever um, I've gone with people who didn't have anybody to go with them. I've gone with them to doctor's appointments um, and just always make sure that they know that you are there and you are fighting with every breath that you take and you're going to do everything you possibly can, but you're the one in charge. Yeah. And that's a tough thing to do. do mm -hmm. Is it tough to listen sometimes? Because I, you know, I, when I was set with my mother, I, I would hear something and I was much more hopeful about mm -hmm. that. But when I look back, you know, he was, the doctor was really telling mm -hmm. me the truth right. and I wasn't paying attention right. to it. Well, it's very hard, especially when you're having something like this. You know, I, I tell people when we go to the doctor and we've got the flu, we get home and we go, when am I supposed to take that medicine? <laughs> right. But when you have something like a cancer diagnosis, and no matter you know how, if it's stage zero, stage four, anything in between, our brain shuts off. So you'll write your questions down, take somebody with you to those initial appointments and just really make sure that you, as you said, that you are understanding because sometimes, you know, and, and through no fault, they try to soften the blow, you know, yeah. and, and so you might need to say, now, wait a minute, I need to know, am I making it to Christmas five years from now, you know, this year, you know, tell me all of those things and, and, you know, and, and never assume that they can read our minds. Because yeah. I think that's one of the, the things is they just, they, you know, and, and so if you don't ask, they're probably not going to tell you. Uh, that's an important one right there. And, and it's really important to have somebody else who's also mm -hmm. looking out for you uh, in a, it just, it, it, nothing more than just uh, emotional support, but, but really looking to ask mm -hmm. those tough questions. Right. Sometimes right. you don't want to ask or, mm -hmm. or just don't know. I, I know I've been doing that with my own family members over the years, but I, you know, I'm I, like you, I'm an expert at marketing. I'm not an expert at medical diagnosis as much. Um, you know, running a business is already tough. I mean, it's mm -hmm. really tough to do it. Most people can't even succeed when they're healthy. But how do you run a healthy business with cancer, you know, and going through that? And that's all in your mind and, you know, go on your body and everything. How do you deal with that? You know, I've been very fortunate that my clients have been very understanding and I've been very open with them, you know, and, and it, that's a choice that people have to make to, you know, to, to share or not share or what degree. I mean, you know, I, my, my clients are my Facebook friends, so they see the same posts that you do, yep. but it is, uh, it, but they also know that, you know, there's a couple days every month where I'm probably not going to respond to their emails. Um, you know, it's, 
it is a challenge. And one of the things that was interesting, I was uh, listening to another podcast and then this uh, lovely lo- woman was talking about lowering her expectations in, mm. you know, during this time. And instead of thinking I can do these huge things, maybe it's, I can get through today. I can respond to all the emails today. You know, I can do these little things and, and build back up. And I think, you know, as much as we need to work, because that is one of the big things I need to work to, you know, to keep my mind occupied, to stay busy, to make money, let's be honest. Right. Um, But we, you know, I need that in order to have those goals and, and to keep going, but it is important that people also know, you know, here's what's going on in my life. Yeah. Well, just like the diagnosis doesn't define you, your work right. defines you a little mm-hmm. bit, but doesn't define mm-hmm. you. It's just all part of the person, mm-hmm. which I think is yeah. important. You know, Deb, cancer can come with a lot of stigma. Mm-hmm. So how do you work towards breaking down these barriers and fostering a more supportive and understanding environment for those affected by cancer? Well, you have to be uh, able to communicate, you know, because like you said, it comes with a lot of stigma and we assume oh, they're going to be very sick. They're not going to be able to work. I need to do their work for them. You know, all of these various things. And in many cases, that's not true. Um, You know, uh, treatments have changed so much over the years that many times you might not even know that somebody's going through something or they might not even have treatment. You know, they might be able to, to have had surgery or they're just watching, you know, all those various things. But it is about letting people know, okay, here's what's going to happen. And sometimes it's things like, you know, I really can't stand it if you have fish in the office. (laughs) And, you know, and and I've, we've, we've had pregnant women say that, you know, so why, you know, why not say just not going to work to have that in the office, you know, and, and be honest with the folks around you to say, here's what's going on. You know, I, I might need to take a nap in the afternoon but I'm going to get the work done and I'm going to make sure that it's, that it is done right. That's fantastic. Well, speaking of done right, we're going to take another break and come right back. I want to talk about resilience because it's clear you are a champion for that. We'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. All right, we are back and we're live right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazard on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. I'm talking to Deb Career, who is leading Trying Not to Die dot Live. You got to make sure you check that out. And before the message, I also mentioned earlier in the show that Deb is one of our top podcasters. Hey, Deb, you want to give a, a, a shout out about your show? Oh, my gosh. You know, I love being um, one of the C-Suite Network podcasters. It is called The Business Power Hour. You can find it on C-Suite Network. I am getting ready to edit episode 923. So I've been doing it quite a long time. Um, And and absolutely love it. And and as I said, I love being part of C-Suite Network. Well, you are one of our top podcasts and we appreciate you being here on C-Suite Radio. And of course, we're talking about cancer today. And resilience is a theme that comes up often in the face of adversity. What personal practices have you found to be particularly helpful in maintaining resilience and strength? Because you are a champion. I Every time I've seen you, I don't think I've ever seen you down. And I've seen you in some tough times. I've talked to you during some tough times. But you always come off as this not just bubbly, but energetic person, but very determined and knowing what she wants and where she's going. How do you maintain all that resilience and strength? Well, you know, like I said, there are times where I'm like, nope, 
And so what I do is I'm not public at those points in time, um, you know, and, and, but I, I also know my own limitations. Now, sometimes I push them a little too far and, and I pay for it, but it is about knowing what I can and can't do. Uh, you know, I mentioned taking a nap. I really, I've, I've gone back to kindergarten, right? I need a nap every afternoon to kind of keep going, but it is really about, you know, just going. You just, I tell people, you know, I woke up, I'm not looking up at six feet of dirt. So today's a good day. So you just, you just keep going and, and planning, you know, what's going to happen in the future, knowing, you know, may or may not happen. We could get hit by a bus, right? But it's, you know, it's, it's about thinking, okay, how am I going to get past this? And on the times where I am having a little bit of a pity party, invariably, I will see, say a commercial for wounded warriors. There is nothing that I am going through that would ever compare with what those ladies and gentlemen have faced on our behalf, you know, and, and so it's kind of like, who am I to feel sorry for myself today? So it is, you know, you just kind of keep going and, and you do have the people that you look up to. Maybe it is a wounded warrior or, you know, somebody like that to go, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. That's awesome. So we're living in a digital age. How are you leveraging technology? Not just to fight the cancer, but also to as an innovation to amplify your advocacy efforts? Well, we do have the, the website, tryingnottodie.live. Uh, we also have a private Facebook group, and that's a, a, a great place. It is a safe place for people to go and get support, share their stories, ask for help. Uh, you know, and, and the links for that are on the website getting ready to start doing some things like learning how to do live streaming and, you know, some other things like that. But it is about really making sure that we're out there in front of people. I am a marketing person, so I know not to spread myself too thin. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on some of these others because it's just too many things to do. But, you know, it's, it's also fun to use technology all the time. You know, I post from the infusion rooms. Uh, yep. you, know, I, I, you know, I tell people hospitals and doctor's offices have really good Wi-Fi. Most <laughs> of the time, people don't even know that I'm there because I'm just working merrily along, um, you know, and, and so it is kind of a matter of doing that. But it's also a way, and this is one of the fun things about this, for people who are further away, like you, to stay in touch and to, to know what's going on. So we're able to expand our tribes to literally be worldwide. Um, and I think, and, and be able to spread our messages worldwide. Well, and these podcasts are an example of that, to be able to go on a podcast episode mm -hmm. like this, it's being listened to by 50 million around the world, not just my podcast, but mm -hmm. all the other podcasts that mm -hmm. we have part of the C-Suite Network. Let me ask you a question as we wrap up here. Looking forward, what legacy do you hope to leave in this fight against cancer? She fought a good fight. You know, no matter how long it's going to be, which I am, you know, I, I have this vision in my head of myself at 97. So I've got a ways to go, but it is, you know, she didn't give up and she, she, you know, fought the good fight, but she laughed a lot. That's awesome. I think everybody gets that once they get to know you or get to meet you in, in any way, shape or form, they get to see that come through uh, in so many different ways. So how can others contribute and be a part of the movement that you're leading? Go to tryingnottodie.live, www.tryingnottodie.live, uh, and there you'll find resources. You'll find all sorts of different um, information there. We do have a, a blog, so there's, there's great information. We do have a store because it is fun to be able to buy some items to support us, 
And, uh, but it is, you know, it's more about the message. How can we help the message, whether it's an employer, you know, a lot of people come to me, you mentioned it at the very start. I don't know what to do or say, yeah. you know, that's one of the biggest questions I get. And I tell people, you know, you just need to be there. Don't ignore it. Don't think, oh, it's going to upset them if I talk about it. It's okay to say, hey, I got your back today. Is there anything I can do to help? Well, Deb, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us today on All Business with Jeffrey Hazard right here on C-Suite Radio, C-Suite TV. And tune in to Deb's show and make sure that you go to trynottodie.live. Thank you. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. And today it was about attitude. If you can't take that away from Deb's talk, that she's got the right attitude and the right mood in order to be able to conquer this life crippling disease. In fact, for a lot of people, it ends with tragedy. But for many people, they can work through it and do their best as they're dealing with this particular issue to trying not to die. And I think it's all summed up right there in the name. And we wish Deb and everyone that's affected by cancer the very best in doing what they can in trying not to die and to live. That's what we're talking about right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.